Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. Welcome back to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast. I'm Dr. Norman Horn, and if you enjoy this, please let us know and email us your own question at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. This question comes from our listener, Andrew. He says, how does libertarianism deal with the issue of wildlife and wildland conservation? It seems to me if it weren't for government regulations, a lot of our precious wildlife and wildlands would be gone. How would the sell the federal land shtick help conservation? And he also notes later on that clearly we are to have dominion and stewardship of the planet, but how does this work out for environmental stewardship? He also thanks us, and well, we thank you for your question, Andrew. This is good. I want to first of all point out that we address this in an entire chapter in the Faith Seeking Freedom book. It's chapter 12 and questions 89 through 95. So let me kind of just summarize a couple of points here and then give you some additional resources after that. First off, you're absolutely right that we do have a dominion mandate from the Lord to have stewardship and to treat the earth well, but we also need to use it. And in fact, it's kind of a misnomer, I think, and sometimes in the back of our mind is this kind of romanticized notion that the natural world, the way it has been in the past is the way it always should be. But in truth, every animal and all land is meant, in a sense, to be cultivated. That is kind of the point of the Garden of Eden, not merely to just look at it and let it be, but rather to cultivate it and make it something useful, to join in God's project and building something for humankind. and therefore. I think it's a little bit of a misnomer and a romanticized notion of the environment that it just needs to be as is because natural is better is not exactly either beneficial for mankind, nor is it truly scriptural even. But the reality as well is that, in fact, we actually treat the environment better the more prosperous that we are. That may sound crazy at first, but when you think about it, it'll start to make sense. The more technologically advanced that we become, the more interested that we are in doing preservation-type projects and making the natural world even better than it is. It's arguable, for instance, that because of things like oil and gas, that we do not have to rely as much even on the prior fossil fuel that was used, coal, or especially just wood all the time for energy purposes. And the better we get at utilizing nuclear power down the line, the more we can even move away from that. And the better we get at solar utilization, the better we can move away from... So you get the idea here is that the more technologically advanced we become, the less we have to rely on what you might call non-renewable resources even. And that is a really cool thing when you kind of think about it. So a lot of the criticisms that come from both left and right as it pertains to environmental stewardship from an, like an energy conservation standpoint are actually kind of null and void on their face. And this is really you know, made clear with books like Alex Epstein's books on oil and, and conservation and energy in general. And I highly recommend him as a resource. I think he does some really great work in this regard. Regarding wildlife and wildlands themselves, really it's just that privatization makes a difference. Again, there's this kind of you know, notion that, well, if it weren't for the government on some level, then wouldn't more species be going extinct? The fact of the matter is, though, is that species have been going extinct all the time. It didn't take government to do so, and it won't take government to make things stick around. Uh, that's for sure. And in fact, some of the most populated species and useful species are not the ones that we just let roam around, per se, but rather are the ones that we cultivate. 
we know we have no shortage of chickens, for instance, because we cultivate them. And yes, we use them for food and so on, but like that extends their species. That is what part of the circle is all about. And then, of course, dogs and cats, even, you know, we, we, <laughs> we don't have any shortage of those. In fact, sometimes we get worried about them proliferating too much. And so the point is, is that the actually privatization of species in this regard and is actually often a, in some sense, the better way of making sure that they don't have a problem and don't go extinct. Yes, I understand that that is not always the case for certain types of species that, uh, that have different types of ecological needs, but recognize too that this type of evolution is always at play and adaptation and change is absolutely natural for the earth. And that is okay. There's even jokes by like George Carlin poking fun at humanity that, you know, and obviously George Carlin was no Christian, but he noted that like the earth, from his point of view, like the earth doesn't even care. <laughs> like hey, the earth's going to be around long after we're all gone. Now, obviously we don't believe that as Christians. That's not the way that we see the end of days per se, but that is not something we really got to worry about in the long run. A lot of the ultimate arguments that come from the environmentalist standpoint are kind of just really reactionary and had carry on a romanticized view ultimately of the world that quote natural is better it's really an anti-civilization stance when you really get down to it i'll point out another resource that makes this abundantly clear i'm not going to give you specific links but if you kind of google search a man named george reisman r-e-i-s-m-a-n especially his articles at the mises institute about the environment so george reisman environment mises institute will get you a lot of places that you would want to check out and and read he wrote articles, I mean, going back probably 15, even 20 years ago that are absolutely phenomenal in explaining these topics in greater detail and helping people to realize that the environmentalist position is kind of an anti-civilization stance. You'll get similar sorts of vibes even from Alex Epstein. From a specifically Christian point of view as well, I would recommend a book by Jay Richards. Actually, I've taken it back. It's not by Jay Richards. He wrote the introduction and it's kind of an edited work from the Acton Institute called Environmental Stewardship in the Judeo-Christian Tradition. I reviewed this book on LCI's website years and years ago, and I find it pretty useful as well. So I recommend that, recommend George Reisman, recommend Alex Epstein, and then of course, our book, Faith, Seek, and Freedom, Chapter 12. Make sure you pick it up, and I will see you guys next time. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.